Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. I want to inform somebody today that God will turn your morning into dancing. And he will put a new song in your mouth. Can I hear your loudest amen to that? Can I hear another loud amen? Amen. Can I hear the loudest amen by far? God bless you all and welcome to the times of restoration or our restoration service with the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. Amen. Amen. Now Jesus Christ, the great shepherd himself, is our shepherd. We belong to his fold. We are part of his church, which is this church. And we believe that he is the one who is in charge. Hallelujah. I am just an under shepherd, if you like. But the real boss of this ministry is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We believe that as we lift up the name of Jesus, souls will be won, lives will be restored, our needs will be met, and problems will be solved. That will be your experience in Jesus' mighty name. And I want to say that I'm glad to be a part of this great family of God. And God bless all of you for being a part of today's service. I believe that your life will never be the same again. Now this morning, I want to continue where I left off last week's Sunday. The title of my message is Let Us Arise and Build. Let Us Arise and Build. So this is part two of the message. I will end today. So it's not one of those long series that run on endlessly. All right. And even if it's a long series, it's not a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. In fact, get ready because some series that I'm going to do, it can easily run for one year. (laughs) Turn your Bibles with me to Nehemiah chapter 2. Reading from verse 17. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to what a beautiful name is the name of what a wonderful name what a wonderful name it is oh Mark chapter 2, reading from verse 17 and from the King James Version of the Bible. Then said I unto them, this is Nehemiah speaking, ye see the distress that we are in. Distress means great trouble. How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar and the armies of Babylon laid siege on the nation of Israel and destroyed the land and they carried the people into captivity to Babylon and so the temple was destroyed and the walls of Jerusalem were bent down this is the situation that Nehemiah is describing 
He said, come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Anything that brings shame and disgrace into your life, may God deliver you from that thing. Anything that causes you to suffer reproach, may the Lord take you out of that thing. May the Lord keep you far from shame and disgrace in the name of Jesus. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he has spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. But when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian had it, they loved us to scorn and despised us. That means they mocked us and ridiculed us. And this is what they said. What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Lift up your hand and say, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Say it one more time. What will he do? Say it for the third time. What will he do? Hallelujah. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we commit this time of your word into your hands as we always do. Because it is your word that we are about to hear and receive. Not the words of a man. These are words of life that are able to lift up people from the dunghill and set them in high places to company with kings and with priests and with princes and with the nobles of this life. This morning I pray in the name of Jesus, let your word come alive. Let your word be quickened by your Holy Spirit. And as your people receive this word, May they receive instruction. May they receive direction. May they receive inspiration. May they receive faith and may they receive hope. I pray that you will anoint my lips today in a very special way to speak your word in simplicity and in clarity unto your people. Thank you that no one under the sound of my voice will be the same ever again. I thank you, Father, in the matchless name of Jesus. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. All right. Let us arise and build. Master, I can hear you. Let us arise and build. One of the most difficult things in this life is to build something great. And nothing worth having is easy to build. Have you discovered that yet in your life? Have you realized that anything that is worth having, it is not easy to build that thing? Like what? A house. Is it worth having a house? Yes, it is. But have you discovered already that it is not easy to build a house? Like a business, like an industry, whatever it is that you want to build, like a church, like trying to build a brand for yourself. Maybe you're involved in something, you want to establish yourself and you want your name to come out in the fashion industry, in the music industry, whatever. Nothing worth having is easy to build. And perhaps that is what explains why many people exit out of this world without having anything to show for it. But that will not be the story of your life. Ebe you. Messi, that will not be the story of your life. By the time your time is up, there will be many significant and notable things that will be traced to you that you have built and established in this life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
you will build a house. You will build a house. You will build a house. You will not remain a tenant forever. You will build a house. What your father couldn't build, you will build. What your mother couldn't achieve, you will achieve it. Your life will be a life full of great achievements and accomplishments. Insignificance will never be associated with you. Great things will be traced to your doorsteps. And by the grace of God, you will build great things to the glory of his name. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. And can I receive a mighty hand clap to the glory of the Lord? So ladies and gentlemen, it is not easy to build anything. And to be able to build something, you will have to fight hard and long. It will never come on a silver platter. And that's something I want you to understand. The story of Nehemiah is a story of a government official, a cupbearer to be specific. His work was to pour wine for the king at Axesis and then offer him a napkin to wipe his lips and then to drive the flies away. That was his job. Now, if you despise him, cry, he doesn't care because I'm sure he prospered by it. If you are the houseboy of a rich man, you may be richer than if you are the manager of the Lord is my shepherd metal works enterprise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this Nehemiah was the person whom God chose to lead the effort to rebuild the broken down walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah was very successful at his mission and I believe that there are certain important principles that he applied that we can glean from. And there are certain things that he did that we can learn from. Why is this important to us? Now, for those of us who are part or are associated with the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family, we also have a commission and an assignment to build the house of God. Hallelujah. We have an assignment and a special commission by God to build this church. We started not too long ago and we are on a mission. We are on an assignment. Now, God has charged us to build a large church. I didn't hear your amen. Amen. We're supposed to build a large church. I believe that that is our assignment. That means that we're supposed to have a lot of souls being won to the Lord. Lives are supposed to be transformed and restored and affected. And a lot of lives are supposed to be imparted under this ministry. That is our assignment. And when we have a lot of people coming in, of course, we need to have a place of worship for them. So not only are we building the church spiritually, we are also building the church physically. And we have an assignment to build a beautiful church edifice to the glory of the Lord. Not to the glory of any man. I don't like it. I don't want anything that belongs to the Lord. And I want all the glory to go to the Lord. Because only he is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. And so... I want you to understand that God is expecting us to arise and build. When I say family, respond and say, let us arise and build. Family. Let us arise and build. Family. Let us arise and build. Family. Let us arise and build. Hallelujah. So we have a charge to keep. And it is a charge to arise and and build and i believe that by the grace of god the house of god will be built and a great church will be established to the glory of the lord if your amen is very loud the church that will be built will be fantastic hallelujah now although the focus of this message is building the church of god 
I would have you understand that the principles that you're going to hear about are principles that you can apply to anything that you're trying to build. Because principles are principles. And they are principles for building anything. So it may be a business. It may be a franchise. It may be a brand. It may be your marriage. Because a marriage has to be built. Whatever you're trying to build in your life, there are principles that you need to apply. And so I need you to listen carefully and try and grasp these principles so that you can use them to build great things in your life. Can I have an amen? amen. There are 10 guiding principles by which we can arise and build. The first one that I shared with you last Sunday is that we must all carry that burden and desire to see that the church of God is built. Everybody must join in and we must all carry that burden. Without a burden, you cannot build anything. A burden is like some pressure that is on you. You will never build a house until you feel that pressure to build something. Amen. Amen. There are people who have only built their houses because they came under pressure to leave where they were living. So anything you want to build, somebody was waving at me. Yeah, it's a story of your life. You came under pressure. You were being evicted. And you decided that I ain't going to pay no landlord any more money. I must believe God and build. So often what drives a person to build or to do something great in his life is a certain burden. It's a certain pressure. It's a certain desire. It's a certain concern that comes up. And Nehemiah had this. You will notice in, from Nehemiah chapter 1 that when certain people came from Jerusalem, he was so concerned and eager to know about how things were going. And the report that they brought was not a good report. That the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the people were very depressed and they were very disillusioned there. And he was so affected by this message because he had a burden. Without a burden to build something, you will never build anything in your life. And to do with this church, Shepherds Fold Restoration Families, if you and I, somebody needs to lower something, your, your phone or whatever it is, lower it because it's disturbing me. Now, without a burden, without a certain desire, without a certain interest, without a certain concern about this ministry, about this church, from all of us, we will never be able to build the church of God. So the first guiding principle by which we can arise and build is that we must have a burden and a desire to see that the church of God is built. To build your own house, you must have a burden. To build your business, you must have a certain burden. You must have a certain desire that I want to see great things come out of me. I prophesy to somebody's life today that great things will come out of your life. Great things will be wrought by your hands. Great things will be associated with you in the name of Jesus. Beautiful. Number two, the second guiding principle by which we can arise and build is we must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God, recognizing that it is really God who will build his church. We must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God, recognizing that it is really God who will build his church. Anything that is built, if God does not allow it, it will not be built. Did you hear what I said? Anything that is built in whatever field of pursuit, if God is not building it, it will not be built. And if God does not allow it, it will not be built. There are many people who set off to build something, but they never finish it. Go through town. Walk through this area. You will see a lot of building projects that have commenced. But they have been abandoned for a very long time. They are building projects around us here. And I can see from the look of some of them that it's been there for a very long time. Because ladies and gentlemen, it is not easy to build anything. And the Bible says that except the Lord build the house, 
they labor in vain that attempt to build it. And that is why there's a need to always pray. Whatever you're trying to build, pray to God about it. Invest some quality time to pray and to wait on God. Don't just get up, eat fufu and a benquine with momoniko, be a pointinam, ninquinam, octopus, tilapia, and snail. And then you get up, mikosi, mikosi, mikosi. That's not how things are built. Whatever you want to build, I'm charging you, invest a lot of prayer into it. This is what Nehemiah did. And we are learning from it. It is one of the guiding principles by which you can arise and build. Because when you pray to God, you are acknowledging that he is the builder of anything that you are trying to build. And this church, we are spending a lot of time and we will spend a lot of time to pray. We have already prayed a lot of hours believing God to establish this ministry. And we are going to pray some more. In fact, from next week Sunday, we are embarking on another 21 days of prayer and fasting. Even if you won't do, I will do it for you. Yes. And every one of us is going to join in this effort. Because we are getting ready to go public with what we are doing. You know, for, for ever since we took off, things have been very private, but it's time to go public and we are getting ready for it. So we are going to pray about it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And everybody must join in. And you will not die by the grace of God. By the time we finish, we'll be here fine. Smart. And Tadiana and Kowono, a bad call. Belt now won't to me, Bono, Hallelujah. But that must not be your objective for doing the prayer and fasting, please. We are praying and fasting because we want to see God move on our behalf and build this great ministry. Hallelujah. So whatever you want to start, pray about it and God is going to help you. Number three, there must be a clear vision and a plan to fulfill that vision. A vision is like an objective that you set ahead of you. You you picture it mentally in your imagination and you run after it. Anybody who moves through this life without a vision will not amount to anything. You will just add to the numbers that pass through the earth with nothing great ever to be associated with you. You must have a vision to do great things and to achieve great things in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, never limit God in what he can do in your life. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your family. I don't care about your present day circumstances. I know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. Hallelujah. And you must have a vision. Nehemiah had a vision and it was clear to him and he made sure that the vision was clear. What he did in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 11 to 16 is that he went in the cover of the dark by himself to go and check out the walls of Jerusalem. Now why did he do that? Because he wanted to have a clear vision and a clear understanding of the work ahead for him to do. So he went to check out the different sections, the different parts of the wall, analyze, and he also had plans because he mentions it there that he didn't share his plans with anybody. So to achieve great things and to be able to arise and build, you must have a vision, a clear vision, and you must have plans to accomplish that vision. We have a vision as the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. Our vision is to lift up the name of Jesus. Our vision is to win a lot of souls. Our vision is to restore lives. That is our vision, and we are pressing on to do that. Our vision is to build a church to the glory of God, a place of worship for his people. That is our vision, and it's a clear vision. And there are plans that we are going to apply and run with in order to see that vision accomplished. Hallelujah. You must have a vision for your life. That vision must be clear, and you must have plans to fulfill that vision. Can I have an amen from somebody? I met with a couple yesterday, a couple a guy and a lady who are believing God to get married. And I 
spoke to them. I tried to find out from them whether they are serious about getting married. I wanted to see and understand if they had a vision. I asked them, when, when do you want to get married? They mentioned a certain month. And I told them that the vision must be clear. Don't just mention a month. Fix a specific date because the vision must be clear. That by the grace of God on such and such a date, we are going to get married. I asked them, how are you going to foot the bill? And I spoke to the young man. I know that your father has some. I just Papa, it will be. But I told him that do not depend on your father or on your mother. Plan things. Look at what you have. Look at what you earn and plan with it. If your father and your mother step in at the point and say that we are going to do this. And you say, when you make an effort and somebody can see that you have made an effort, that is what motivates them to help you out. You cannot just be sitting there with your hands in your hair. Your hands in your well are here. Here where? What's the key for that thing? Demrifa. Why do they say Demrifa die? Adiayel. But I don't understand. Demrifa die. Which means what? Jose. Demrifa die. Demrifa die. And then the gun say Afe Noko. Or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, you must make certain moves. You must have a vision. And you must have plans to fulfill that vision. I told this young man, your salary is not much. But believe God that you'll be able to marry. I told his beloved because I realized that her mind was that Berman or Wari Oba. So she is just going to sit there and wait for the guy to foot the bill. That's cute. But it's wrong. I explained, I noticed that she was not very happy with me. But I didn't care. I told her. I explained to her that, yes, we've grown up believing those things. And there's a certain element of truth in it. Your sister, what's our area? That's what they say. So if you're a man and you say you want to marry, you must be ready and do all of those things. But you see, if you love your guy, you don't say that when I'll be say me pay. When I'll say be me. I can't use it for this. I have to use my money for my things. I'll buy what's the latest type of wig on the market? Hey! You said it is called what? Eh? Bone Street. What does it mean? The bone. Bone Street. That's the name of the wig. And it's very expensive. Really? You want some? I explained to her that you should also have a vision and a plan to support your man. So don't just sit there waiting and all of that because I realized that she was putting a lot of... If she hears me preaching this message, she'll not be happy with me. Have I mentioned anybody's name? Have I mentioned anybody's name? Please. I realized that her mind had been that the guy is the one who is supposed to marry and bear the cost of the wedding. And she didn't have any intention to contribute even a kobo or a peswa. By the time I finished my meeting with them, all that foolishness had been driven out of her mind. I hope so. Anyway, she sent a message this morning to say thank you. So I think I was able to. So ladies and gentlemen, to be able to arise and build, one of the guiding principles is that you must have a clear vision and a plan to fulfill that vision. Number four. We didn't get to four the other time, right? The fourth guiding principle by which we can arise and build is that we must not be intimidated or discouraged. We must not be intimidated 
or discouraged. Ignore those who do not believe in your mission. Ignore those who do not believe in your mission. We must not be intimidated or discouraged. And we must ignore those who do not believe in our mission. It is the fourth guiding principle by which we can arise and build. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 2, reading from verse 19. We'll read verse 19 to 20 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, but when Sambalite the Horonite, this guy is a horror, and Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab headed, they mobbed us and despised us and said, what is this thing you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? So I, that is Nehemiah, answered them and said to them, The God of heaven will give us success. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build, but you have no portion, right or memorial in Jerusalem. What Nehemiah was saying to them is that we are not going to allow you to intimidate us. We will not give in to your ridicule and to your mockery. We know you don't believe in what we are trying to do, but that's your problem. We are focused. We are going to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. New Living Translation. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. What's the title of the message? Let us arise and build. Part 2. Nehemiah 4 1 to 4. New Living Translation. Sambalat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding the wall. And he flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and the Samarian army officials, what does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they are doing? Anybody who sees you as poor and weak, may that person be disappointed. Anybody who thinks that you will remain poor and a hustler, for the rest of your life. May God put them to shame. May God always give you the final word. In the name of Jesus. And may God cause you to prosper. And to flourish. And to do well in this life. Did I hear somebody say amen? amen. Do they think they can build the wall in a single day. By just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think that they can make something of stones. From a rubbish heap. And charred ones at that. Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, That stone wall will collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. Intimidation, despisement, mockery, saying things to discourage you, laughing at you. Has anybody laughed at you before? Yeah. You are trying to do something. And, and somebody is laughing at you and doubting that you can do it. It's one of the most painful things that can ever happen to you. When you realize that people don't believe in you. Let them laugh today. Tomorrow it will be your turn to laugh. I said tomorrow it will be your turn to laugh. Then I prayed, hear us our God for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads. And may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Ewo. You see, the people in the past, and Chehun. And Chehun, I no me. No, Bodia. Do you see? I really think that you should be careful as a child of God in how you speak. Don't, don't, don't be in a hurry to curse people. Take your time. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. It's a message for another day. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 10 to 12. Remember that we are talking about the guiding principles. That we must not be intimidated. Lift up your hand and say, I will not be intimidated. I will not be discouraged. I will ignore all those who do not believe in my mission, in my assignment. Yeah. They will laugh at you today and mock you today. 
But the tables will turn. And we will see who will be laughing last. What did they say? He who laughs last, you will laugh quack, 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 quack at the end of the day. Hallelujah. I like that one, my dear. I like it. Where did I ask you to turn to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 10 to 12? Yes, sir. New Living Translation. Then the people of Judah began to complain. The workers are getting tired. And there's so much rubble to be moved. We will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. In other words, they were discouraged. It had become discouragement. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. Anybody who wants to kill you will be disappointed. You will not die before your time. If God has not determined it so, their plans will never succeed against you. Anywhere that somebody has taken your picture to cast a spell against you, against your health, against your marriage, against your business, against your finances, I declare that the plan will backfire. Every arrow that is released against you, I see it boomeranging back to the person who released it. In the name of Jesus. I declare that there is divine insulation over you, over your wife, over your children, over your business, over your health, over everything that you are doing. In Jesus' name. Lift up your hand and say, I shall not die. But I shall live to declare the glory of God. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again. They will come from all directions and attack us. Let me say something very clearly to you. That whenever you set out to build something great and to achieve something phenomenal in this life, there are people who try to intimidate you. Langards. <laughs> How very appropriate. Langards, yes. And you don't know where they, they come from. It can be very frustrating. And if you are not focused, you become so affected, you become so affected by the harassment that you can easily abandon whatever project you are setting out to build. Don't be intimidated. Amen. Don't be afraid. Amen. Know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Believe that if God be for you, no one can be against you. Don't let anybody instill so much fear inside you that it will incapacitate you. That what you are supposed to do, you will not be able to do. I say to you today, strengthen the feeble hands. Strengthen the feeble legs. Arise. I said arise. Said arise. I will arise and I will build. When I said arise, I started thinking of the song, arose, arose, arose. Be quiet and don't be silly. I don't know why that song came to my mind. <laughs> Nehemiah experienced a lot of intimidation from that guy called Sambalat. May God disappoint every Sambalat and Tobiah in your life. People who are just watching you. And there are some people, I don't know why they can't mind their own business. <laughs> Why have you become a busybody? Somebody is building his house. You are unhappy. You are uneasy. Somebody has started his church. You are confused. And you are having all kinds of meetings about it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I just don't understand it. Is it that you don't have any work to do? I'm very surprised about this. And I'm explaining to you that whatever you want to build, there will be people around to try and intimidate you. They will despise you. They will say, somebody will say, you build it and we will see. They will say, whatever God has laid on your heart to do, what God has empowered you to do, I declare unto you by the power that is in the name of Jesus that you will start it and you will finish it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And don't be discouraged. 
There will be challenging times. Family, challenging times will come. There are times when we will feel weakened. There are times when we will have questions about whether it is working or not. But that is life. Every day is not a rainy day. Every day is not a sunny day. There are rainy days. And God has been kind to us. The temperature has dropped a bit. Because the sun these past few weeks hasn't been easy. But I'm saying to somebody today, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't be quick to throw in the towel. Don't give up so quickly. Don't give up on your business. Don't give up on what you're trying to do. Somebody, God says, I should tell you, don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your schooling. You've been at it for some time. Your project work, you are not able to finish it. And there's one challenge after the other, one stumbling block after the other. Be encouraged and tell yourself that it ain't over until it is over. In the name of Jesus. So may God strengthen you to press on. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Number five. Everybody must be involved and all must join in. It's one of the guiding principles that must be applied in order to be able to build anything in your life. Now, you may find out that in whatever you're trying to build, you may have people with you. People that you're moving with, people that you're working with. It may be your family, it may be your business, you have workers, you have employees. It is important that what you're trying to build, everybody must be involved in it and all must join in. Otherwise, it may not be built. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. Now, the whole of Nehemiah chapter 3 is about different people helping to build the walls of Jerusalem. Then, Elashem, the high priest, and the other priest started to rebuild the sheep gates. They dedicated it and set up its door. Verse 10. You have to be very fast with this thing. I can't read all. When you go back, go and read. Next, Jediah, son of Haramath. Haru, Har, Harumath. Repaired the wall across from his own house. And next to him was Hatush, son of Hashabnia. Go to verse 20. <clears throat> 20. Next to him was Baruch, son of Zabai. Who zealously, I like this guy, who zealously repaired an additional section from the angle to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. Verse 25. Palal, son of Uzziah. If you are looking for names for your children, I want to refer you to Nehemiah chapter 3. There are a lot of powerful names there. I mean, can you imagine that you've given birth to a son and his name is Palal. I don't know the meaning of Palal. Go and find out before you give it to your son. He carried on the work from a point opposite the angle and the tower that projects are from the king's upper house. Next to him was Pediah, son of Parush. Go to verse 30. Look at it. Next, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah. I, I like that, Shelemiah. It's like somebody's tongue. And Hanon, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section why Meshulam, son of Berechiah, rebuilt the wall across from where he lived. Look, in this chapter, you see that everybody took up a section and tackled it. Everybody joined in. The whole of this chapter is about everybody joining in and everybody getting involved. Family, all of us must join in the effort to build the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Every one of us, wherever you are, including those of you who are watching online. Some of you, for very legitimate reasons, you may not be able to come for the in-person services every Sunday because of where you live. But wherever you are, once you have 
decided to associate and affiliate with the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family, you have a part to play and everybody must be involved. We are all involved. We are all involved. We are all involved in building the Shepherd's Fold. Hallelujah. Everybody must join in. Tell your neighbor, no lassie, lassie. You see, sometimes when there's work to do, you see that there are people who pretend to be working. But they are not working. Have you ever seen a bus has broken down and people have gotten down to push the bus? There are some of the people you realize that and as he's doing that, he's looking at his phone and checking his missed calls and WhatsApp messages. He's not joining, he's not working. He's just adding his weight to the weight of the bus. And I don't want anybody, and look, there are three categories of people associated with the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Fund. There are those who have declared clearly that you are members. There are those of you who are like partners. Partners. And some of us do partner. You can't be a partner you don't give. Then what kind of partner are you? There are some, you are a cheerleader. <laughs> there are some also who are like friends of the ministry. Whether you are a member or whether you are a partner or whether you are a friend or we are all involved. Amen. We are all involved. We are all involved. We are all involved in building the service for Everybody must be involved. Can I have an amen from somebody? Can I have an amen from somebody? Number six. You know, as I'm thinking about everybody getting involved, everybody contributing, it reminds me of secondary school. Secondary school, when, you know, there is an agreement that we want to do soakings. Do you see? So there are a number of us want to do soakings. The expectation is that everybody will bring something and everybody will contribute. Obi the Geli Beba. Obi the Esichire Beba. Milo. Charlie, you know the team. Milo. What else would they bring? Granites. Powdered milk. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> and water. And the bowl. The one I don't like is the one who only comes with a spoon. And in secondary school, yeah, there are people who have custom made spoons. Spoon no one baby or coffee free, yeah. And ya no ewa market no so. Wusha a treno. Send ya a mudon. Ubi sounds a day a tre anase a quanta. Because when he dips the thing into the thing, you didn't bring any milk, any sugar, any milo, nothing. You just came with a spoon. It doesn't work out like that. Everybody must be involved. Lift up your hand and say, I will be involved. I am joining in with everything that I have. With my strength. With my energy. With my gifts, with my ability, with my money, and we will build the shepherd's fold restoration family. Hallelujah. If you have people working for you and you are trying to build a business and you realize that some of the employees you have are saboteurs, they are sabotaging you, please find a way to eliminate them or reassign them to something else you always have to be careful of the people you are trying to achieve your dreams with because there are those who will slow you down and there are those who will not contribute much and there are those who will try to frustrate you if you realize that everybody is not joining in the effort you should think twice and know who to work with and who to sideline hallelujah number six even if others won't you do the best you can. 
The next guiding principle by which we can arise and build is this. That even if others will not, you do the best you can. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 5. King James Version. And next unto them, the Tekoites repaired. That means they went to Tek. The Tekoites repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. That means their leaders. The important people among that tribe. They will not do the work. But the Tekoites, they repaired. Verse 27 of the same name, chapter 3. After them, the Tekoites repaired another piece over against the great tower that lieth out, even unto the wall of Ophel. So here we see a picture of a group, but not everybody was committed to the project. Some of the members of the group were not committed. Now, what tends to happen sometimes is that if we set out to do something and some people are not doing it, it has a way of slowing down the others and affecting the others. But I'm saying to you that even if somebody will not do it, tell yourself that I will do it and I'll give it the best I can. Hallelujah. So you see here that these techoites who went to tech, they started to build something and their leaders didn't want to build something. But they pressed on with it and even went to another section and continued building. Learn to ignore those who don't want to contribute. Everybody is supposed to contribute. But when you have a large group, not all will contribute. Don't let it, don't let it, affect, it affect you. Don't allow it to affect you. Can I have an amen? amen. So even if others won't, you do the best you can. There is a, a poem that was written by whom we do not know. The title of the poem is Whose Job Is It? This is a story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done and everybody was asked to do it. But everybody was sure somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it. But nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that. Because it was everybody's job. And everybody thought anybody could do it. But nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. (laughs) Now, what is the import of this poem? The lesson to learn from this is that whenever you feel that somebody else is going to do something and you hold back and you don't do the best you can, the result of it is that nothing will be done at the end of the day. And that is the reason why often things are not done. Hallelujah. That's why things are not done and things are not achieved. I live in a community where we are trying to do things. And you realize from the attitude of many of the people in the community that they are not committed to anything that we want to do. The effect that that thing tends to have on you is you tell yourself that if they won't do, me too, I won't do. But that is the reason why things are never done. And the only way things can be done is if somebody or a few people will arise and say that this thing, we will do it. That is how a nation is changed. That is how transformation comes. And never downplay or underestimate the effect of your effort. You will be amazed at what one person can do and achieve. If we have a certain kind of leader to lead us in different aspects of our nation's, you know, running, 
a lot of things will change. So there are a lot of regional ministers. But you'll notice that there are only a few who seem to be working very hard to change their region. And the idea is that I'm not going to be affected by what the others are not doing. I will do what I can. May you arise and do your best for the Lord in the name of Jesus. Number seven, do not be drawn into useless fights. That's the next principle. Do not be drawn into useless fights and don't go looking for a fight. The truth of the matter is that anything that you are trying to build, you got to fight for it. Because life itself is a war and it's a fight. Is that not so? Obrani is here, then yeah. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 11, New Living Translation. Hey, our time is up. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, Nehemiah 4, 11, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again. They will come from all directions and attack us. Now, what did Neymar do? I placed armed guards behind the lowest parts of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords, spears, and bows. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. But from then on, only half of my men worked while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand, supporting their load, and one hand holding a weapon. All the builders had a sword belted to their side. The trumpeter stayed with me to sound the alarm. Hallelujah. What do we find here? They realized that some people wanted to attack them. But they didn't go looking for a fight. They didn't say that you want to fight us. We are also going to take you on. We are going to face you and fight you. We won't let you get away with it. They didn't say, Togwe, hey, Togwe, hey, let's go. Gather your swords. Gather, let's go and face these people and tell them, let them see that they cannot intimidate us. Let's go and fight them. That's not what they did. They continued doing their work and then they armed themselves ready to defend what they are doing. Don't go looking for useless fights. If you are serious about something that you are trying to build. And one of the guiding principles by which we can arise and build. Is that let's avoid useless fight. It's not every fight that you should fight in this life. Christmas, All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. My two front teeth. And you could be an now look at your face. You've been disfigured. All because you went to fight some useless fights. It's not every fight that you should fight. Definitely there are fights that you have to fight in order to do well in this life. But some fights are useless. I fought a few useless fights in my life before. They be a bome fine. And I mean who say I am a day. They are bome. Since then I told myself that there are some fights that I will not fight. And there are some fights that are totally useless. The best thing for you to do is be prepared to defend what you are doing, but don't go looking for a fight. That's wisdom. Be prepared to defend what you are doing, but don't go looking for a fight. Number eight, it will take hard work to achieve our objective. We must therefore have a mind to work. It will take hard work to achieve our objective. We must all have a mind to work. Nehemiah 4 verse 6, King James Version. 4 6. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 21. We worked early and late from sunrise to sunset, and half the men were always on guard. We see here that a lot of hard work went into rebuilding the wall. Because they work from morning till evening, from sunrise to sunset. And the Bible says that the people had a mind to work. 
If we are going to build the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family, we must have a mind to work. And we must be prepared to work hard. Great things in this life are achieved by hard work, not by shortcuts. What do they say about shortcuts? Shortcuts are always dangerous. So great things in this life are achieved by hard work, not by shortcuts. Number nine, we must deal with all the internal problems that arise. Internal problems arose as Nehemiah set out to build the wall. And you find it in Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 1 to 13. But he dealt with all of them. And then finally, the last guiding principle by which we can arise and build is that we must be focused and we must not be distracted. Be focused. Don't be distracted. Don't let your attention be diverted. You must remain focused. Nehemiah 6, 1 to 4. Sambala, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet set up the doors in the gates. So Sambalat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Onu. But I realized they were plotting to harm me, so I replied by sending this message to them. I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't cut. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to come for that meeting that you are calling me for. I won't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Four times they send the same message and each time I gave them the same reply. So remain focused. Anything that you are trying to do, remain focused and do it. Don't be distracted. There are a lot of things that will try to distract you. Shepherds for restoration family, let us not be distracted. Let's keep our focus. I'm doing a good way. And I cannot come down. I cannot stop it. So all the things you may be trying to do to distract me and to take my attention and focus away from what I'm supposed to do, I'm not going to fall for it. And whatever you're trying to build for yourself, remain focused and avoid the distraction. The distraction of your competitors. The distraction of family. The distraction of friends. The distraction of your workers. Don't fall for it. Keep your focus and press on. And as we allow these guiding principles to direct us, I believe that by the grace of God, we will arise and build. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Amen and amen. God bless you. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we are thankful to you today for your word. And we are promising you today that we will arise and build your house. For us, it is a privilege to be a part of the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. And we believe that you have not included us in this commission by accident. There is something that you have placed in our hearts that has drawn us to this ministry. And now I pray for everyone every member, every partner, every friend that you will touch everyone's heart and our minds as well, that we will all have a mind to build that we will keep our focus and understand the vision and be clear about it in our minds. May we all join in and contribute and give our very best. And Father, except you build it, it will not be built. And that is why we are seeking your face and crying out to you. Build the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Let it rise up and become a powerful force in the land. Father, not so that any man will receive the glory, but so that the glory will be given to you. To send a clear message to all and sundry that whom God has decided to bless, nobody can stop it. And that you will have mercy on whom you will have mercy. And you will have compassion on whom you will have compassion. In Jesus mighty name. And let everybody say amen. Amen. Let us pray. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. It is time to take this step. And all you need to do is to pray this prayer with me. From the bottom of your heart. Close your eyes and say this prayer. Say heavenly father. Today. I open my heart. To Jesus. I receive him as my Lord 
and personal savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve Jesus. I will follow him. He will be my Lord. I will do all I can to obey him and to follow his word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.